Are you guys excited? Uh, that was about a two on the excitement scale. Are you excited? Um, let's just do it one more time. Are you excited? There we go. See that he used to work at Legoland as a party pumper? <laughs> This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at The One Thing Team. Welcome to this episode. Today, you get to hear a keynote that Jay Papazan and I did at the Keller Williams Family Reunion. It's the big national convention. There was like 17,000 people there. And what you're about to hear was uh, a keynote that we did for about 1,000 people in a room on how billionaires set goals. I don't know about you, but I remember learning to set goals as a kid. I remember putting them down on a sheet of paper, but that was pretty much it. It was something that got written on a sheet of paper and then that was it. They got, it got put on the shelf and they never really came to fruition. When you consider the fact that every single person on the world has the same number of hours in the day, what's the difference that makes the difference between those that get average results and those that get extraordinary results? Well, it comes down to how they set goals to the clarity that they have on the vision for their life. Today in this keynote, you're going to hear us walk you through our process for setting goals. This keynote is gonna be broken into two episodes. The first one is going to be the, the main content meat of the keynote. And the next episode that will be released is where we show you or talk you through our specific goals and really show you the models and the systems. These models and systems are the foundation of our Living Your One Thing training platform, which if you want to learn more about this, go to the onething.com slash membership. You can also text the word accountability to the number 33444 to learn more about that. This program has now helped over 1,600 people take back on average 20% of their time in the first 30 days or less. You'll get to hear more about the models and the systems in the next episode. Now, as you go through this episode, you're going to hear a lot of lingo. You're going to hear us talking about uh, goal setting to the now, a GPS, a 411. These are all internal terms that we use for our models and systems. If you would like to see examples of these, you've got two options. Number one, you can go to the onething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. And you can click on the free stuff tab and you can download a GPS. You can download a 411 and see what we're actually talking about. You'll also hear me say to people in the room that I was going to send out the mother of all emails that showed examples of all of this. If you would like to get that email that we sent out to everybody that includes some of our top podcasts, includes examples of my GPS, my 411 templates for you to start filling yours out, you can text KWFR18, as in Keller Williams Family Reunion 18, KWFR18 to the number 33444, and we'll automatically send you a copy of that as long as you are in the United States. With that, let's dive into this keynote on how billionaires set goals. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. 
With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. You were a Legoland dancer at one point. Sorry. I noticed that you cleared the stage. I wasn't sure what you were going to do with that. I, Can I, you? I stretched too. There we go. There we go. I'm Jay. I get to be co author of the book. Every day um, makes me smile, and it's been fun to watch his one thing journey and participate in it as well. I want to make sure that we would y'all please stand up. Jeff's parents are here, and so let's say thank you for doing this, bringing us Jeff. Thank you guys. You should have seen my mom's face. I, just that now. came out weird. I know that, but they raised him. There we go. They did one thing, and then, you know, everything else. <laughs> Way to step right back into the awkward, Jeff. I like that. Well, it's the uncomfort zone that's where the growth is, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, before we get going, um, can you put that slide, because there's people who've come in. I get the enthusiasm. I wish we had a bigger room. Um, we're going to have the best learning experience we can in the room we've got with the crowd we have. But thank you for being here. If it gets too warm and you just can't take it, text to this number. We're going to make sure we reach out to everybody who had to leave, just couldn't stand and lean against the wall any longer, or just got claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic, so this is already, woo. I can't imagine if I was on the floor, right? I get it. And we'll reach out to you. We'll make sure that you know where the recording is, and we'll do like a live webinar. But thank you for being here. Thank you for investing this time in yourselves. To, to learn more about how you can live your one thing, or was it just the billionaire in the title? Okay. There you go. There you right. go. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. Thank you. Eight months ago, maybe, in our office, we were, we were preparing for our goal-setting retreat, which was the first live event that we held. We did it last year. We'll do it again later this year. And, and Jay looked at me, and he asked a question. He asked, do you know how billionaires set and I quickly just sat down at his table and go, I'm ready. Please, please go ahead. And he got on his whiteboard and he drew a dot. He said, imagine if this is you today. And I asked you to look back over your life. as You might think about how the time when you moved your family here to Austin from Southern California. And before that, you were in medical device sales. And before that, you were studying accounting. Why? Who knows? You look back on your life, you imagine your life as a straight line, a series of connected events that led you here to this moment right now, today. The challenge is when most people look forward and they set, they think about this shiny object that they could chase, or maybe they're going to go in this direction, or maybe this one, or maybe this one. And on a short-term basis, when you imagine all the things you could do over this next 
doesn't seem like that big of a difference. Yet when you extrapolate that out over time, it takes you to a massively different destination. The thing that billionaires do, the people who have truly built, they time travel. They project into the future, way out there, someday, and get crystal clear clarity on what it is that they want on their life today. And they ask, where would I need to be five years from now to be on track for my someday? And based on that, where do I need to be by the end of this year to be on track for my five? And based on that, what do I need to do track for my year. And based on that, what can I do this week to be on track for my month? They goal set to the now. How many of you in this room setting the now before? Raise your hands and keep them up. How many of you actually do it? Keep your hands up. Now, now, Yay for here, those who do. Right. Now, now here's, here's the cool part. Part of living your one thing is a journey, which means inherently you fail every day. I have failed every single day living this book. Have you succeeded 100% ever throughout the day? Such a loaded question. I want to celebrate some days, but no, yeah, you never hit your potential. So if you're one of the people whose hand came down, get excited because you have the most growth opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. So that, that's, that's really where it begins. One of the things that happens here, like, I remember Gary talking about how he planned to buy a ranch. And, you know, it was something he wanted for his son, and it was like one of those dream things. And what struck me about that is how much detail he knew about it. And he knew what he wanted, right? These are all the, the wish lists for any buyer, Right? I want this, this, and this. It just happened to be talking about a ranch. But then he went on to say, and I think it would cost this much to own every year, and I would have this much at this rate so that my investments would pay for it, so that if I went ahead and had this thing, I would never have to worry about it being taken away in a downturn. Like the level of planning he went through down to what he expected, not just the mortgage, but upkeep cost for a fairly big, he had a whole page of notebook that he had shown me where he'd gone through the math. So he took that extra step of imagining in great detail. And I just want to say, like, he doesn't have a crystal ball. His ranch, but he was so much more prepared for the journey because he got clear about where he was going and then started working backwards towards those milestones. Mm -hmm. And when I've watched people flip between the two methodologies, working backwards or working one of the reasons that, that that little sunburst, right, if you're looking forwards, is so confusing is most of us know a lot about how to hit a goal between now and the end of the month. We know a lot of what the goal between here. And that's a very tactical choice, right? How am I going to get that, that listing? Is it going to be knocking on doors? Is it going to be postcards? Like, I could go down and list you 40 different ways we could lead generate for that. When we work backwards you tend to naturally go mode. And a lot of the noise goes away, right? And so it tends to be a better strategic way to look at your life. When you look forward, you tend to go tactical and the choices can overwhelm us. So it's just a human nature thing. So 
years in the room, when you talk about going out five years and getting clear, understand nobody's got a crystal ball, not even Gary, but get as much detail about where you think you want to be as you can, and then work backwards. And along the way, it gets clearer and clearer. My experience. And, and the people that we've walked through who are in our membership or the people who came to Austin last year for our goal setting retreat, uh, <laughs> when we were with them, they really struggled going through this. Because when we ask you to get some level of clarity on your someday goal, you're asking a really big question, which do you think that comes with an immediate answer? No, it requires you to search for it. That's uncomfortable. That lack of clarity people really struggle with. So they go. And, 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 and this is not your fault. You've got the smartest people in the world who wake up every single day trying to capture your attention. And email was designed that way. And now with tech, our brains just crave the stimulus. So the moment and you don't have the answer, you need stimulation. So you check your email. Yet how much time are you really providing space for on a weekly basis to ask the big questions? How often are you really? And is your level of clarity reflective of your level of effort? Is your level of clarity reflective of your level of effort? We would suggest, based on the people we've worked with, probably yes. So if you want more, to put more in. Effort. More time. Now, this is interesting because I remember Gary was teaching us... Uh, he asked the group, what is the purpose of a goal? What do you think the purpose of a goal is? People who are in the action plan together? Mm -hmm. Action. What else? Target. To know where you're going. How many of you think that the purpose of a goal is to identify a result you want to achieve? That's how most people view it. What do I want to accomplish this year? What are the things that I want to achieve? And if you don't achieve it, do you feel like you succeeded or like you failed? You feel like you failed. Gary would suggest to you that the purpose of a goal is to be a to have a vision of where you want to go so that you can look back and ask the question, how do I be appropriate now? What do my activities have to look like so that I can show up as the highest myself so that I can earn the right to achieve that reality? That's why we're going to go through the process. Most people, if they have a goal of being a millionaire in 10 years, don't have a clue what that looks like this week. Again, all the things that you could do to become a millionaire, but like we have this process so that we get a little bit more clarity about, oh, this is how a millionaire would behave in this moment, this week, on that journey. Right, right. It's that you have to do it that way, but it, it really does give you more clarity. It simplifies things. This graph is from the book, and it really represents the purpose of a goal. If that, the further you go up represents your ability to ask a big question, and this represents your ability to find how far up, how big of questions do most people ask? They ask small ones. What can I accomplish this year? They ask what they can do. Those are doable goals. It's within their comfort zone. It's within their skill capacity. What can I do this year? Maybe I can get 10% growth in my business. Okay. That's where they set the goal. Do you think that's where extraordinary results lie? No. And then you have people who are the high achievers who ask a bigger question and they 
comfort zone is, their current skill sets, their natural abilities, and they push it a little bit. They set stretch goals. Is that where extraordinary results lie? When you look at the people who have built it, they ask a question that is so big, they look for what's even possible. I think an example I like of this is, is Elon Musk asked a question, how do we put a human on Mars? He goes that far out to ask, how can he be appropriate in the moment? You ever wondered why SpaceX, Tesla, and Solar City, seemingly completely disconnected companies? It's marching toward a much bigger vision. You know, actually, Elon Musk, there's a whole group of people who say, you know, dies if we don't figure out a way to get off this planet. And the next question is, what's the most logical place for us to go? And that's Mars. That was the actual, my understanding of the sequence. And it's weird to think that these huge thinkers are often, what's the thing that could trip us up? What's the thing that could undo us? But I see that in Gary. I don't know if that's a common thing, but you saw him today in the vision speech. What has he been doing? He's looking at the market going, ooh, mortgage. And if that hits us just right, it sucks all the atmosphere off the planet and we go away. And he starts looking out possibilities. What would we have to become? What would we have to evolve to? Not just to survive, right? But to have the biggest possible opportunity. I mean, it's crazy to think that the guy who wrote the one thing is launching a mortgage company, an insurance company, a property management company, right? Company transformation, which you saw has many prongs, right? But I think that's an example of someone who went way outside of his comfort zone, right? And saw what's possible here, both good and bad, and said, well, based on that, we're going to make a plan. Walk them through goal setting now a little bit. Sure, I love this. Um, Gary's been actually teaching this class since, I think, 1997 was when he um, invented it. And um, it came out of Quantum Leap originally. Down and is Mary Tennant that started Quantum Leap. He had just replaced himself as team leader in the Southwest Market Center and gone off to build the company that we're a part of now instead of a little brokerage. And Mary Tennant, as the top agent, said, who is this guy, Gary Keller, that we keep hearing? And so he started showing up once a month, and he would just have like an open mic and have a flip chart, and they'd come in and ask questions. And if he didn't know the answer, he'd go read five or six books, and the next month he'd come back. And one of those journeys, how really successful people set their goals. And so goal setting the now is one of the ways that really wealthy people look at goal planning, right? This whole idea of start with the end in mind is a great idea, but how do I act on that? Or you could actually do the exercise while we talk through it. You don't have to. But the order of progression is, what's my someday goal? Right? Elon Musk will go back to that example. My someday goal is that the human race survive. Right? You just pick some goal that's important to you. Right? I want to have X or I want to do X. I would like to have this quality in my family, in my marriage, my business. And it needs to be way out there. Extraordinary things. They don't tend to happen in a few months. And then based on that answer, we work backwards. So based on where we want to be someday, 
Where would we have to be? What's the one thing we'd have to accomplish in five years to feel like we're on track for that? And you write that down. This is pure, you know, I'm, I'm guesswork, educated guesswork at this point. Because who knows to survive the human race where you have to be in five years? But we make that guess. And what happens is that back in time, we're making shorter jumps. So based on where we want to be in five years, what's the one thing we have to accomplish this year to feel like we're on track? And we write that down. And then we say, well, based on where we want to be this year, where do we have to be? Based on where we want to be this month, where do we have to be this week? Based on where we want to be this week, what do we have to do today? And you can work backwards from any progression. And what's really cool is real estate works really well. $25 million producer in five years, where would be a logical place to be by the end of this year? Five, right? That's, that's like I didn't make it divisible by 3%, but that's good math, right? <laughs> five, right? So if I'm going to do five, you can say, well, based on that, right, what would I have to do this month? And now you can look at your average listing price, whatever. You can start breaking it down. And at the end of the day, a lot of times these goals show up really as a simple item. Like, I need to go on once a week or one. A lot of times the, the bar is really low, even though you're looking at a crazy huge goal. And so what's, there's a lot of research, right? We've seen the most wealthy, successful people follow this process. But there's other things that happen too. There's something we shared in the book, right? If you tell people just to visualize getting there, they're not actually that successful. But if you ask people to visualize the process it would take to get there, successful. And so one of the studies we said, everybody in this room would visualize getting an A on their exam, and that would be half the room. And they all did pretty much how they did on the previous exam. But then they asked this group to say, visualize the process follow in order to get an A on the exam. That was all they had to do, was visualize a process. And they all studied longer, studied more frequently, and all got better grades. So just taking that extra step to do the And process is kind of an ugly word, right? It sounds heavy, right? So what are the four or five steps I need to follow? My checklist. That's as simple. You're just taking a little bit of the mystery out so that you can actually take action. Because when you have all the choices in the world, choice. But if you narrow it down, you tend to take action a lot more. Say, so that, what again. Would you... say, say that again. When you have all the choices in the world, you're not actually making a choice at all. There you go. So you knew what I said. <laughs> you didn't need me to repeat that. Well, that was a writer downer. Oh, good. Thank you. Good. That's what I think of as a process. It's not something I do all the time, but at least once a year, my wife and I will sit down um, we talk about this at our goal-setting retreat, and we renew our five-year goals. Based on where we want to be as a family, we'll ask, hey, let's look at our five-year goals. How are we tracking for that? Are they still important to us? Are they still relevant? And based on those goals is how we actually set our goals for 2018. Right? We don't just step in and say, what do you want to do this year? We try to ask those questions in context of where we want to be in five years and further out. Does that make sense? Good. All right. Now, one, one subtle thing that you said that was actually really significant. Did he do that by himself? Deal with. How many of you have a significant other? Keep your hands up if you set your goals with them. 
So this is interesting because possibly the most significant relationship that you have in We talk about the importance of enlisting support, that your environment support your goals. How many of you feel tension in that relationship because you're not on the same page at times? It's okay if you are. Part of the gift of being in business with Gary and Jay is I get to watch what they do. And then I get to go do it. How long have you and Wendy been doing your retreat? 12 years, they escape their environment and they revise and evolve their goals together as a couple, which facilitates some really interesting conversations. Me more than gets to work with Gary. I get to work with Gary a lot and it's a little bit like the phone game by the time it gets repeated twice. But it's good because you're a good teacher and we end up kind of, like some of these things Gary didn't have processes for that we built into you know, the, like Gary doesn't have a class he teaches, but I just noticed that around November or October every year, he would say, hey, here's my writing calendar for next year. Can you make sure your calendar syncs up with this? And I'm like, who does that? And every week a vacation blocked out. And it was just a photocopy of his calendar. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have to make sure I get my goals set early on so that my team members have a chance to set their goals and we work together as a team. But it's incumbent on me to be ahead of them. I don't want them to have their goals and vacation set up and then me have cancel them. Then I'm a jerk. But so we get to observe him and then try to model it. I was just going to show like that whole process. I mean, I carry my five-year goals with me everywhere I go. Rudimentary, like I literally want a physical copy. But... I'm in the hotel room with Wendy, and one of the things we talked about is like, hey, if we get some downtime, ha ha, right, at this event, maybe we can go and revisit our goals. Maybe if we did that on the we talked about that. Yeah. So Keep them present and talk about them. I'll just say this. If you're not married, a lot of you have a partner. A lot of you have employees. Those are all people that you can share your aspirations with. Not only to get support, but also accountability. How many of you listen to the One Thing podcast? You guys know by now, we really care about you. And for, for all of you to be in this room right now, out of all the places you could be, you're here. Which is why it's on us to compel you to take action. To not just sit here and listen to this, come in one ear and go out the other, but to push you the action. And if there was one thing that you could do walking out of this room that would make everything else easier or unnecessary, what do you think that might be so far? Set your goals, someday goals. How many of you have significant others? Is there a conversation that you need to have? When would be a good time to have that conversation? When can you have that conversation? You don't need to face Right. But <laughs> can you make a commitment to yourself when you will have it done by? And it doesn't have to be that you go and have your full goal-setting retreat. You could just say, I'm so sorry that road and I haven't involved you and you are important to me and we are a partnership and I want to go down this road together. Can you make that call today?
Would that have made this entire trip here worth it? There you go. That's up to you. Accountable to that. So we've talked about this idea of going way out into the future, looking backwards at our five-year goals so that we could determine our one-year goals, and we boil it down to the month and the week, and we're all excited to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way this year. And then you're going to go home, and you're going to do what? Check email. Uh, <laughs> right? You're, you're going to go back into your old ways because you have decades of habits. And what was one of the things that kept coming up today? The idea of things being simple and having models and systems. Do you have a, a model and a system to ensure that you get your business plan on one page? One, three, five, or a GPS? A model or a system to ensure that based on that plan, that you have absolute clarity on your priorities every day? A 411. How many of you have heard of the GPS and the 411 before? Keep your hands up. No, it's coming. How many? Keep your hands up if you revise your 411 every week. Now, let me ask you a different question. We're, we're going to go, we're, we're going we're to play a game. What would be possible for you if every week you had absolute clarity on your priorities. The handful of true priorities that if you just did those three to five things would make it the most exceptional week in your entire professional career. What would be possible for you? Anything. What else? And just like the clarity thing, it shows up at weird times. Like how many people had to travel to be here? Did you get much done the day before you got on the plane? There's all that we call the day before vacation miracle. It just occurred to me, like, everybody here just probably experienced that within the last four or five days. When we're really clear about what we're saying yes to, it's really easy to say no to the other stuff. Not like that. Yeah. Okay, so when you really say yes to something, what you're saying no to becomes clear too. And so, like, a vacation's a good one. Like, I really want to go and have my mind clear, right? I don't want to be working here. We tend to do a lot of prep work and things. We ignore Facebook. We ignore our email. And we get really focused. And what he's describing is, like, you can't actually sustain that level of craziness like the day before vacation. But you can have clarity every week about what's truly important that week so that you can actually commit time to it and also justify why you're saying no to people. A lot of times we don't say no because we don't have a reason to tell people. And that's just 15 minutes. It doesn't take that long to get clear, but we're also crazy busy. We fail to do it. And I've been there. I just been lucky. I've been working with someone who's basically told me by Monday, I want your 411 in my inbox. And I respected him enough He's respecting me in my life by asking for that, but I wanted to always not fail that test, right? So more often than not, I'd made that deadline. This question to probably 2,000 people at this point, what would happen if you had clarity every single week on your true priorities and you were able to act in order of priority? Every single thing in your life, more meaningful relationships, abundance of wealth so you can make a massive impact, 
true work-life counterbalance, amazing, vibrant physical health, everything you could possibly want becomes possible. So my question for you is what story are you telling yourself to justify your inaction of getting that level of clarity? yourself that makes you think that it's okay that that you not get that clarity and if the answer is I just don't know how to well buckle your seatbelts baby we're about to go there well there you have it part one of the keynote Jay Papazan and I gave at the Keller Williams family reunion if you would like to get that mother of all emails that includes copies of the 411, the GPS, copies of my 411, my GPS, so you can see how we use it, so you can model them. It'll include our top podcasts. It'll include a training video on how to set up your 411. Text KWFR18, as in Keller Williams Family Reunion 18. KWFR18 to the number 33. Four, four, four. And that'll be listed in the description below. Out of everything you heard in part one of this keynote, what's the thing that made the biggest impact for you? One thing we really want to drive home, you heard us do it in the middle of the episode. If you have a significant other, are you bringing them along your journey? Are you setting your goals with them? Or are you doing it independent? The more Jay and I study this, the more we realize this is a massive, massive opportunity. Our goal-setting retreat last year was a couple's goal-setting retreat, and it was massively impactful for the people that were in the room. It's why we're going to do it again this November, which if you would like to get on the wait list for that, you can go to the onething.com slash event, and then we'll notify you when tickets go on sale. What's the conversation you need to have with that person in your world? How can you let them know how important they are to you and that you would like them to be a part of your journey? Ask for help. Whatever that one thing is that stood out to you most, how can you make a commitment to yourself to begin taking action? We honor you for investing your time to listen to this and we look forward to sharing the second half of you in the next episode. Between now and then, how can you be the type of person who takes action? Thank you so much for being a fan of The One Thing. If this has helped you, please share it with somebody. Empower someone to go on their journey living their one thing. Empower them to discover how to truly set goals that can transform their life. If you're one of those people that someone shared this with you, make sure you click that subscribe button so that all future episodes, including part two of this one, will automatically be downloaded to your device. And if this one made an impact on you specifically, please leave us a rating and review on your platform of choice. We read every single one. For example, Drewski1979, thank you so much for your review. He said he really appreciates how we've broken down success principles into such a micro level that it can help you be wildly successful in business. And I also appreciated your your funny comments about Connect4 and me being Carmen Sandiego. (laughs) So please leave us a rating and review so that we can get your feedback and it also helps us reach more people. Thanks so much. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode.